0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network ladies and gentlemen welcome to eat sleep supplex retweets
1: And welcome to another episode of Saturday Draft Live. Now, I know last week some promises were made that the OGs would be back together, myself and David Campbell. But you see, me and David Campbell had some creative differences about the opening musical number we wanted to do to you know, celebrate our return as hosts of, uh, once again, of Saturday Draft Live. And so David's taking a week off. He's got to go lose that sax solo uh but until next week when david will be back uh i have we have switched the order around we've taken the running order of what we were going to do host wise we flipped reversed it and this week i am joined by another than jack graham hello jack
0: Hello, hello sorry to disappoint uh all the eagerly anticipating listeners that were so so looking forward to hearing david camill and scott mcleod back together again but You've got me anyway. But I assure you is you'll be entertained nonetheless.
1: Yeah. You never need to apologize to me, son. You just <laughs> you, man. <put> <laughs> but of course we start Saturday Night Live the way we start all the episodes of Saturday Night Live with the top three of the weekend. He had a few weeks away, but he's back in the top three. Uh, Drew McIntyre on ten points and in his time away I've not really thought of anything more to talk about with Drew McIntyre. so uh, to fill this little bit of air time uh, Jack
0: do you like Star Wars? Yeah I like Star Wars Star Wars is great
1: Do you like shows let's say like Loki?
0: Yeah yeah I like Loki yep
1: Well and also one last question do you like WWE Hall of Famer Charles Wright the Godfather?
0: But I do like the Godfather he did a pretty cool look well if you
1: said yes to any of these questions, you may enjoy a podcast I do over at Rogue of called Podding Ain't Easy, where we review such things as Loki, Star Wars, and many other various pop cult culture related things. You know, listen to that after you've run out of good content on the East the Stars back catalogue to listen to. And then when you listen to that, you can then also check out uh, the Big Picture podcast with Jack. Jack, anything going on over there that people should know about?
0: Well, on Monday, actually, we are releasing a new episode, and it's going to be in what we think the best movie theme song is. Ooh, interesting! So, we'll be talking about music and and, and music and movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's all. That's all for us, but uh, it's we're, we're all going on.
1: Yeah. Anyway, back to this. Drew's at on 119 points, top of the season overall you know, he's probably going to batter agenda at Summerflam, and I'm sure we'll all have a rip roaring time when that happens. Moving on. <laughs> the number two uh, in the top three. Finally, he's in the top three. I thought he would have been here already, but for some reason he took a back seat with his title defences, while AEW did run only three straight weeks of bloody the US title from New Japan. Uh, Miro, the best man, the man almighty, my captain, successfully defended his TNT championship against Lee Johnson, on AEW Homecoming, and now has eleven points, and now has entered the top ten overall. He's, num- he's tied with Britt Baker with sixty-two points. Maybe I'm hoping he can squeeze one more defense in uh, before they cause we got uh, you not know, do a couple of episodes of Rampage before SummerSlam. They want to maybe pack those with matches because you know Britt Baker is on there. She's gonna have a title defense on the first ever uh, on the first ever episode of Rampage, so that'll be a big points for her. So, hopefully, Miro can squeeze a title defence in there before then. But, yeah, I think that this is showing that Miro was a smart choice for me. And I think he doesn't look like he's going to lose that TNT title in soon. So, potentially, I wouldn't say first round because of how, even though it's a bigger season than normal, maybe not first round, but definitely a second round, sod second round pick, Miro as TNT champion.
0: Uh, I I tell you right now, if I win this season, I'm drafting last out of 16 folk and Miro's available, I'm taking on first round. 100%, Hundred percent, I'm taking on first. I think his stocks went up so much with the, with the run he's on. The, as you said I don't think there's any any chance in the near future that he's losing the TNT Championship. This, this this gimmick, this God Creator gimmick that he's going on with, he's absolutely rolling with. It. He's absolutely smashing it. It's the kind of Miro that we've been wanting to see for so long. We're finally getting it. and you've I think you've capitalized pretty well, making him the very first transfer of this season, and it's it's proven evidence for you. And it's a bit a bit upsetting that he, he did take a back seat to the NJPW US title for a few weeks, but you've got a couple of defenders in there, and it was more points than what you were getting previously. So I think it's it's, it's happy days all round.
1: Yeah, it helps that he's defending against the likes of Brian Pillman Jr. and Lee Johnson, the very much lower card guys. So it's nice that are getting this opportunity. But also, if you've got me on your team, you know it's very much a guarantee that he's not losing it to the likes of them. So you know that helps. You know the TNT team team title has been mixed success for me in the past, but doesn't matter usually how regular the title devices come, but you always do mean big points, which is always nice. But moving to the number one of the week the, with 14 points, it's uh, Gary, one of Gary's picks, uh, is Tony Schiavone. Very, very see somebody at the top of the top three who isn't a wrestler. And usually when that happens, it's someone like Adam Pierce, But you know, Tony Schiavone, in there, once again, showing paying dividends in terms of the like non-wrestler picks we've seen a rise in over the last couple of seasons and he's number four in the season overall in the top 10 at 90 points overall.
0: It's absolutely mad. Obviously, it's, it, it helps a lot that he's on Dark Elevation and Dynamite. So he's getting the two points for each show and he had an interview on Dark Elevation and he had four backstage interviews and in-ring interviews on Dynamite. So it's just countless appearances it's just stacking up for Gary week after week. And it's it's Tony Schiavone it's put him in this position that he's that he's probably the, the nearest challenger I have got in the table overall. He didn't switch the captain to say the, the the gap would be much greater, I think. Same with same with Steven, switching his 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 captain as well. So I, I think that the it's probably one of the smarter moves of the season, switching it to Tony Giavone. He just make me kicking himself a bit they did it a bit too late.
1: And do you think with the, the size of the season we talked about you know, next season, going to be you know, the biggest season ever, you know, will it pay off or will it end up being like that time we did a 40-man Royal Rumble in 2011? Uh, the biggest season ever, do you think, especially as we get to the later rounds, people are going to go back to uh, relying on the non-wrestlers, like announcers, managers, people like that, to help you know, fill out their ranks once you know some of the more, you know, I, don't, I don't say valuable, but some of the bigger names maybe have been taken?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think you can. We, we've seen obviously uh, Adam Pierce getting picked up first round, and he was kind of picked up in the, the the tag team season as well. I think that uh, Tony will be picked before Adam Pierce next season. I think that uh, the the stock for Tony Tony went well, especially. I, I, I'm not sure the exact role, and I think it'll be Dynamite and Rampage next season. If Tony Schiavone on Rampage as well. Getting him twice a week, you put that on your captain four four points consistently each week, and that's besides inter- interview points. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good a very good option to take Shivani early on.
1: Yeah, that's something we haven't discussed like next season. You know, we we took Dark out of the uh, out of the equation, which I know makes for some like people because there were actually two episodes of Dark this week. Like, they randomly just put on a, another episode of Dark last night, uh, and. You know, Ramp. I said we all maybe Miro and that, you know, Miro and maybe maybe have some defenses on Rampage in the, in the last couple of weeks. But then I don't think Rampage those will be counted because you know, the season started before Rampage was even a thing, before we even knew that was going to happen. And so, like you said, it's what we're going to do with next season. Is it going to be Rampage and Dynamite, or they elevation still going to be there? And I actually wouldn't mind if it was Rampage just Rampage and Dark from AEW because they've really hyped up rampage as a almost a third hour of dynamite almost so i think the bigger things are gonna happen i mean they're teasing that cm punk is going to be on the second ever episode of so that shows if that's not doesn't show how big they're treating that show i think i don't think some people would i don't think people would be annoyed about rampage kind of taking the place of elevation or dark as like the secondary AEW show in this season
0: yeah i think so i think that uh I just said it has been building a start hour of Dynamite and the mountain. It's been plugged heavily just on social media, on the actual dynamite show as well. I think it's a no-brainer that rampage should be included. Obviously, there is going to be a large amount of people next year. Uh, next next year, next season, sorry. And would would that play into Stephen Wilson's head that he might keep dark elevation as well? I don't know, because it is a very short season and 16, 16 odd people That there's a lot a lot of wrestlers going to get drafted and you don't know how much the bottom of the barrel is going to be scraped so maybe there's an argument that we need need a show like Dark Elevation still in there to for people to be able to like actually get points instead of just like getting zeros constantly or even being stuck at the end of our selection show for who to actually pick mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's interesting because you know I guess you think got to say the amount of people that are giving the season amount of shows there are and you, um, I wonder about Elev- uh, Rampage. You know, it's the same night as, as SmackDown. Actually, I think airtime-wise, it airs like almost one soon but almost as, soon as SmackDown finishes, you may be able, in America. You can switch over to the other channel. It's C Rampage, apparently, which is, par- which is apparently why there were rumors of SmackDown going three hours because they wanted to combat that. But that's clearly not happening. So you got to wonder: is it more convenient for Steven just to do two shows, the two shows in one, because one of them's only an hour? might only have one or two people making appearances, uh, whereas Matt Dun will be like more points on offer. So, I think there's more benefits of Rampage being available. That's something we need to discuss. always there's always every season is always a new challenge that we didn't anticipate coming up and things that for the the season ahead. But we also look at the the top ten uh, right now. The current standing of the season. You know, as the next, next season, I'll be the top sixteen, and that'll be something to go through. But uh, in last place, and I think she's unfortunately secured her spot as the uh, the last place, uh, as last place in this season. Especially after something that happened uh, just in the last few hours before we we start recording this, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But Sarah Grieve on 146 points with Christian Cage's instant classics. Uh, I'm just above her on 164 and a half points with the Doug uh, Judy Appreciation Society. Uh, and it was weird that I had that because of Thunder Rosa and then and towards the end of the season Thunder Rosa actually officially gets signed to AEW because I was worried that would be a risk at the start of the season I thought oh, she's only going to make a appearance here and there but she was one of the regulars on the Elevation so you know, I was glad Elevation got counted this season because she was all over that show uh, and you know maybe next season she'll be a challenger for Burt Baker so I definitely think Thunder Rosa is a valuable uh, women's pick going forward and uh, and I think I'm still still the other gap between me and David Campbell, unfortunately. Though he's on 187 points, uh, is he Team Goat again? Um, or, again, i forgot half the people's team names. Uh,
0: who who's on his team or what his team name is?
1: his team name is.
0: Is it not? Is it not just Team Goat? Is that not?
1: I think so, but I don't know. I, can't, I can't remember cause,
0: I think so. Uh, <laughs> let me double check. Sorry. We
1: used to include people's team names on on this on this sheet, but
0: uh, I can't I can't see it anyway. Well, say safe bet to say Team Go. Uh, the Team Go.
1: Uh, Ross is certainly ahead of him, so you know Campbell and Ross could switch positions at any point in the next couple of weeks if Campbell has a very good week or Ross has a very bad week. Ross is on one hundred and ninety-one points. Rando Gleesh uh, is on two hundred and one and a half points. And 6th place, Ryan Gallagher is ahead of him on 216 points uh, David Hockney is on 248 points, you know, I don't think he's hoping for a good to to get him into the top 3 finish of the season, potentially uh, Stephen is on 269 points, nice <laughs> uh, uh, Gary is not that far ahead of him on 276 points then well, I believe partly due to Jim McIntyre's 10 points Jack has bought himself some more time in the top position with on 298 points is uh, Jack, it seemed like the last couple of weeks that the gap was closing. I mean, it's closing between Gary and Stephen, but I think you've, with with Drew McIntyre's win recently, you've bought yourself a bit more time. I think the Drew win at SummerSlam would be a big help but... what are you think? Are you optimistic that you can hold out with a few left or like how how, how right would I have to go for Gary or Stephen? Do you think her role for you would I have to go for
0: like the change? I think it would need to get to the point of uh Drew getting injured and then mm-hmm. the the problem I have after that is obviously Paige is out of this world title thing. I don't know how often the Young Bucks is gonna wrestle Bliss hasn't been wrestling that much, and Roddy Strong, obviously the the, it seems to be in line for a take uh, a shot at the cruiserweight title, come takeover. But that uh, was like that's not that's not being included, so I'm not I'm not going to get the points that might come from that if he wins. I think obviously, I was I was, I t- I took a gamble trading out Priest after being out for a month. It's not paid off. I think if I had Priest, I'd be more comfortable. I'm still pretty comfortable, but I think I'd have a cushion on my king's chair if I had uh, Priest in my team right now. But uh, I think that I, I think Drew's Drew's always going to be featured in Raw. And think the past couple of weeks, when the the fans are coming back, they had to get the big kind of pops going, and they obviously bringing back Goldberg and and whatnot like that. It was they they had other directions they need to go, but. This week, I was a bit of normality back for my my team scoring points. I think I, I scored quite quite a few points this week. I believe if I, if I double checked the sheet, I think I got a bit like sixteen points or something like that. Uh, fourteen points I got this week. So like weeks prior to that, I was only getting about eight, seven. I was just getting so little points. So I think uh, finally getting something going again is is good for myself. Mm-hmm. The, the, the battle for me is in the weekly shows I think I was like, only having so far Drew competing at SummerSlam I was like, I, I I'll touch wood guaranteed points mm-hmm. if I win there but uh-huh. you never you never can tell
1: yeah I think other than that your main hope is maybe a Bucks big match for the Young Bucks uh, between now and then or maybe Alexa Bliss getting thrown onto the SummerSlam card with this whole weird thing she's got going on with Eve Marie and Dewdrop. but looking at Gary and I think Gary would guarantee himself, you know, potential to take over you, to overtake you, if he didn't have Lashley MVP as his cap, as his tied team, and maybe went with Lashley as a singles pick. Because Lashley potentially beating Goldberg in a title defense would maybe be what you needed to overtake you. Because you and we've Ripley, who's when it's when it Summerslam isn't guaranteed. Joel, if he wins the NXT title, will be counted because it's been deemed take uh, takeover won't be counted. you know, David Hotton, did try and start a petition, you know, he, much like Korg, he started a revolution but didn't print enough pamphlets. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's got Tony Schiavone, who's clearly one of his most consistently, he's high-scoring singles pick in Tony Schiavone. Uh, and Seth Rollins is, you know, is not guaranteed that he'll be edge at SummerSlam, whereas Stephen on the other hand, got Bianca Belair, you know, she'll probably defend the title against Sasha Banks. She defending defending the tag team titles against Mysterious in a rematch. Widow's heavily rumoured to be Challenging for the Raw title, it was alongside his partner Randy Orton. So, you know, Stephen, I think, uh, if these guys, of all three of those guys, we championship wise, Stephen could you know, pull a blinder and get a, his third uh, draft win, which would be unprecedented in the history of this draft. But it's all speculation at this stage, as Jack still remains to hold on to the team. I'm rooting for you, Jack. You know, my questions that cost you your quiz showdown championship are. I do look forward to thrashing you in our upcoming cricket match. But when it comes to the draft, I have no horse in this race. I have no, no desire to see you fail or succeed in either way. I am I am firmly on the fence, you know, to see what happens. But, Jack, we drew straws. You've drawn the short straw this week because we don't have a David on the show. Uh, so did you, who must uh, read out to the top uh, five of the listeners' League this week?
0: Yes, yes, it is my time to shine with the Listeners League. I've avoided it for so, so long since the introduction, but alas, here I am having to talk about you people. <laughs> Thomas Fraser, you are in fifth position, my friend. Here comes the money, so you say. Well, you're not winning any money if you win this, but hey-ho, you're a couple of points ahead of joining Napier, who's a two hundred twenty-five and a half points. And when you look at your team... It's, it's clear, again, your captain of Tony Schiavone is helping you out a lot. Not, not trading out Chris Jericho as well. Obviously, that's what Stephen Wilson did. And You've got these five labels of Jericho and that's constantly getting the points for you. You've got Young Bucks who won the elimination match alongside Omega, Orange Cassidy, Rhea Ripley. You've got I got a not-too-bad team, my friend. Not-too-bad-a-team. But... Uh, Fourth position with the Swifty Tombstones lead, Jonathan Swift, and 283 points. You see him, he's got Bianca Bettelier as his captain, Lashley MVP, Damien Priest. The, he, 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 I elected like to keep Priest, whereas I, I traded him out, and it looks like he's on a collision course to win the US title come SummerSlam. Third position, Adam Adam Kaya. I, I, I sorry, Adam, I, I'm not sure I pronounced your name, I'm very bad at pronunciation, but your team name at P45 is the same amount of points as. Jonathan Swift, 283. And when we go and have a look at your team, you've got Tony Schiavone as your captain as well. Kevin Owens, unfortunately, not really doing much for you, but you're in a very good position. You've got America Callis as your tag team. You've got Alexa Bliss, Chris Jericho, again with the five levels of Jericho. You're doing not too bad. Second position, Ross Brady, the talented Mrs. Ripley. We look at your team as I go through this sheet. You have Matt Riddle as your captain, who you're hoping we will have this tag match at SummerSlam. But with Randy Orton, posting uh, MIA now and who knows when he's coming back have they, have they scheduled a Smackdown tag title match and replacement of the Raw tag title match who knows, we'll need to find out but you do have Tony Schiavone in there as well not your captain but still steady amount of points anyway, same with Britt Baker uh, maybe when it gets to, to SummerSlam if the, the, that Raw tag title match is then you've got Mad Riddle and Randy Orton on your team that with mega points Rhea Ripley might win the title. It, it, it could all change when you are that. That just like 15, 16 points behind. JP shirts in, balls out in 305 points. I mean, look at his team. Tony Schiavone, captain. New Day consistently performing so well this season. Charlotte Flair could win the title. Britt Baker being a steady points getter for you. Matt Riddle, Randy Orton and your team as well. So maybe that, maybe that negates... What uh, our second place member Ross Brady has. But the good thing is, Ross Brady had his captain is Matt Riddle. So, who bloody knows as we get to the kind of the hot end? Who will be joining us next season? Will it be JP? Will it be Ross Brady? Will it be someone out of the blue? I don't know, Scott, but it's exciting nonetheless, isn't it?
1: So, to summarise, JP made good decisions, other people not.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I hope I've not butchered that too much, Hockney. Uh But I also don't care either way. So,
1: <laughs> well, a it's to JP or that joins the the biggest eight-star draft season ever next season. We've got to make sure we get that in there. Very WWE-like with our branding. Uh, you will be welcomed by the team with whatever the opposite of uh, open arms is. There's some very, very crossed, very crossed over, very folded arms. You will be welcomed <laughs> in by very members of the team, especially the goat. David Campbell. But yeah, something I think you guys have already mentioned in the in the previous weeks, the the if Jericho hadn't been switched out by Stephen, you know, with these labels of Jericho, the last three straight wins he's got, I think actually Stephen would have overtook Gary by then. and he'd be he'd be nothing at your heels, you know, to take the top spot here. So again, you know, Steven if Stephen manages to somehow overtake and have a blinder at SummerSlam despite losing Jericho, then well, we can shut up about talking about him. So we can shut up about him and then uh, switching out Jericho, but if not, then maybe you, I think, would Jericho have uh, weighed on those last few points he needed to take that spot at the last hurdle? But, sticking with the team, team, he and Sarah, particularly this season, uh, have suffered a big loss to their team. Uh, it's not the first time it's happened during this uh, being a SummerSlam season, but having a member of your team get released mid-season, and uh, we have no real rule for that. Basically, you just have to deal with it. <laughs> Similarly, unless you get a chance to transfer out, or given this stage, it's a few weeks to go. So, you know, uh, and so we got lost Tyler Rust. He got released. Uh, who was part of the tag team? I believe he was part of the Diamond Mine tag team that that, uh, that Stephen he just listed here as a Diamond Mine. But Roger Strong was a different pick. So I think it was Suzuki and Rust was his tag team. I think he had a big plans. Thought there were big plans in store for the Diamond Mine, but clearly not for Rust in particular if he got let go. And even more shocking is a uh, Bronson Reed Jack on Sera team, you know, he he, start, he started a season winning the North American Championship. Uh he's having matches against Adam Cole a couple of weeks ago. He was talked about, you know, appearing on main event, having dark matches, maybe being getting called up. And now he's just gone.
0: It's so weird. Like I just said he was, was written about that him and Carrion Cross were gonna be called up to the main roster. And it'd been Bronson had been tweeting so much but joining the bloodline, it would kind of make a bit of sense. Have, have like another heavy to the rain stable, you know, it's something that would be like two out the picture, like, like of like out the realms of possibility that could have happened. Obviously, he won the North American title, lost to, to Isaiah Swerve Scott, and that's when we thought, right, he's going to be coming up soon. Then we find out last night he's been released. It's it's awful strange, it shows that anything can happen, and obviously, the the. The, the idea behind it is a lot of the folk they released is is like kind of older guys because they're wanting to have a full revamp and they're wanting to make NXT more focused on the young and upcoming talent so do you think I have a feeling this just has Vince all over it and I'm feeling that Vince may want to go back to it being developmental
1: I'm not quite sure because you know you got Bobby Vist as well he was wheeled in you got Mercedes Martinez he was also uh, let go no, but uh, these are these are people who've been picked in the past. But then you got some younger guys in here. You got like the Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling and Asher Healy were some of the younger guys like on two or five Live that they'd no long signed. Along well, with some developmental people, some Leo and Ruff. You know, Ruff got let like, go. It's just weird. Like I would think the spring cleaning that they've seen when they the cutting people would have been done. Uh, once fans came back, you know, in they area we make money from tickets and everything and they're they've sold out somewhere, so just apparently still going ahead. So I don't get what the need to to keep letting all these people go is. I mean, it's it's a fight better. I suppose it's better than stop people you have nothing for. But you know, especially with rough with Sterling by the way and Asher Hill, you were two of the only guys still up in Atlas. You were a few of the only people that actually fucking appear and still on two of five live, so how do you keep two Live going when you keep cutting its entire fucking roster down? Like, honestly. And I'm, I'm wondering here how this is gonna affect the next, the coming season, especially next season, because you know, it, no, maybe not a couple, maybe not some of the people here like what well, say maybe Tyler Rust or or Bobby Fish uh, if you're desperate, but like every so often you take a lower card like NFT pick or somebody like that, uh, somebody who's really not doing a lot but does need some consistent appearances, like to like for like your fourth, fifth round picks in the draft. Usually that's when it's just ten, but now it's sixteen people. And with the amount of people that have been let go from the WWE, how does that? I'm wondering how that's going to affect the last couple of rounds of picks uh, when it comes to the draft, because you know picks are going to dry up faster in this season, this upcoming season, than they have previously. So I think if you're in the lower half of the last round, so like you know the snake draft, you know if you're in the top 631 and the in round four or like 10 through 16 somewhere like that. And around five, you've got to get creative with your picks because by then, like you got to wonder who's left.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be a weird one. I think that not that it's gonna be avoided NXT, but I think see once your kind of your big names of NXT will be gone. So for example, once Joe's gone, once uh, Kyle O'Reilly's probably gone, once like as I as the we Scott is gone, the kind of the. The 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 pillars of what NXT are just now. I think there's too many unknowns past that to take a risk on on such a big season like like next with the amount of folk that's going to be in. you kind of you need you need established people. I think next season ones that you know they're going to get you the points. And I think there's it's NXT with with what's happened last night. It's it's become too much of an unknown on what's actually going to go down. For the like in the next coming weeks, months, up to a Survivor Series, where our season's running, so it's it's as an unknown, I think, as a risk to be taking NXT names out with the the, the established knowns already.
1: Yeah, because NXT was there were way a lot of NXT people picked this season, I think, because of the length of it. But I can definitely see like once after the first couple of rounds, I can definitely agree like, I can definitely see you know, NXT kind of being given a miss by people unless you're you figure somebody that like outside the box maybe thought, Oh god, how did I not think of him? Uh, I think maybe people are gonna be forced to look at the main roster, especially with like the fact that the season culminates with Survivor series and so the five on five thing, you have to do whether or not they do the brands thing again, if they can include NXT this time round. Then there's gonna be a lot of people on that card, so they may have to shift to the main roster. i think depending on what secondary show gets included, I think we're gonna see a major shift to AEW this season. <laughs> Even though it's a shorter season, you're still going to have two pay-per-views in that time. With All Out in September, Full Gear, early November. So, especially if you've got one of the, the top picks like a Kenny Omega or an Adam Page, someone like that, then you're going to get some major points that way. So, I definitely think it's a major shift away from NXT, and also how it's going to affect. You wonder how it's going to affect NXT in that. Once we do like the literally the week after the uh, the finale of the season, we do the selection show. Usually, that's what we're going to do this. Uh, this time around as well. But you gotta think still gonna be unknown after SummerSlam what happens with uh, Adam Cole or even Pete Dunne, because there's rumours about their contract status at the minute. And so there's been no confirmation about uh, about them. You gotta wonder what are people gonna do with them. I mean, Adam Cole, if you pick him, he could still show up in AW and you get points that way. Uh, well, Pete Dunne, where does he go if he ends up leaving? Like, cause I know it's just rumours that now, but there's still so many unknowns when it comes to NXT going into next season that I think maybe people not relying so heavily on it may be a good idea or because if you try and pick one of thing and oh they'll resign or they'll show up in this place they could end up like what Becky Lynch has done this season who's still on zero points or that time I think it was, was it Ryan or David picked Charlotte Flair
0: uh, I think, yeah I think Ryan, it was Ryan that picked Charlotte Flair and it was like the last week she appeared again or something didn't
1: she something like that
0: it's,
1: it's interesting. Yeah. So many variables when it comes to NXT and it's going interesting, like we're all gonna have to change our approach to next season. But as as far as Saturday uh, Draft Live this week and this season, you know, we still keep an eye on the top of the table. As we march on towards SummerSlam and we march on to next week with the reunion of the Saturday Draft Live OGs, but you know, despite, you know, that being kind of a last minute thing jack you've you've you know filled the role you know that you filled the weirdly mischievous goat shoes very well
0: i'm a, I'm a, I'm a good guy like that you know it's uh <laughs> i don't i don't want to see the show let down it was already let down and david campbell couldn't appear so I've, I've had to i've had to come in and help and it's just uh it's just just something i do i, I don't want to upset the the listeners that that also, we, we we know ourselves the best show on each sleep suplex tweet, and i think when you've got a a, a host that hasn't appeared because well, he's wanting to get a gazebo or something like that for some barbecue or some some pitch like that i, I don't know I, you know i'm just here to help
1: yeah we yeah, we wouldn't disappoint and disappoint listeners unless you're part of the listeners league in which case you know your choices are right <laughs> and you brought that on yourself but Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you check out past episodes of Side Live with varying combinations of hosts now. Uh, on our back, we'll go on, Eat on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as checking out our recent feature shows. We've got shows on SummerSlam 91. It's up next week we've got uh, a show on Seth Rollins to come. Uh, because of SummerSlam, we're going to have uh, a show looking back at TakeOver Brooklyn 1 as well. Should be fun. It's coming up soon. Uh, we've got East our Central, special guest John Isherwood joined Ross and David Hockney on Central this past week. East meets West, uh, we're recording an episode tonight, which is going to go up tomorrow. A lot of stuff happening uh, with New Japan to get excited about if you're a fan of uh, of them. And, you know, make sure also keep on top of everything and follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Suplex Retreat. And check out the YouTube channel, the content is flowing through there at the minute. We've got the Quiz Showdown 12 Beyond Thunder i hosted by myself. Very soon we'll be recording Quiz Showdown 13 Can You Feel the Heat and I'll have very much a SummerSlam themed quiz I'm so told uh, and also myself and Jack very soon we'll be going head to head on next latest episode of Book It where we will booking a TNA versus WWE pay-per-view with a roster from June 2010 and Jack you can you can, you can vote for the fact to to that it'll definitely be one not to be missed
0: uh, 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 it's, uh You know they've taken two of the best people on this podcast, Scott, and they've pitted them together. So it's a it's a shame that they're having to try and get the drama and the viewers like this. Being you know, we are we are always up for the fight, always up to 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 be the best. And uh, uh, I think it's, I just say it's one not to be missed. I think it'll be an absolute knockout. Absolutely,
1: you do not want to miss that, and you don't want to miss any of episodes of Saturday Night Live. Especially next week because the goat is back, baby, and it's going to be a good time. Ta ta
0: there now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for quiz showdown
1: hello guys welcome to quiz showdown i'm daniel campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the eat sleep suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz we don't know what the heck's going on with it but you're going to have to watch to find out go check out on the youtube channel now that was an enthusiastic advert for quiz showdown sports social podcast network